0: All right, welcome to what does it take? Today I have Ashley Monica with me. Ashley, how's it going?
1: Good, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Doing great. Um, so how have things been uh going this school year?
1: It's been pretty good, pretty smooth, just staying home.
0: Nice, smooth for you. Yeah, I uh not everyone not everyone shares that. Answer. <laughs> but that's good. you are your, your grades are still good? Yeah, over. they
1: are.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Good for you. That's fantastic. Um, so I guess we could jump right into it, Ashley. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, you know, if you're a wheeling home, homebody or, or if you've moved around a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story.
1: Okay. Um, well, I mean, I don't really know. I, I guess I'm a homebody. I like to stay home. Um I have don't really meant, do like much. uh
0: are you from like have you been born and raised in Wheeling? I use the term raw. That's my <laughs> okay.
1: um yeah I was born and raised here. I lived in Palatine for the first two years of my life and then I moved to Wheeling um with my mom and my older sister. Um I was raised with my mom and then my mom married my stepdad and um now I have a little sibling and that's pretty much it. My my life is pretty, pretty not
0: eventful. <laughs> I'm sure there's more going on than you're you're letting in, but that's all right. We'll we'll talk more. We'll figure it out. We'll get there.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so, uh, you are a you're in the marching band and yeah. you're also a volleyball player.
1: Yes. And
0: if I'm if I'm uh, I believe I'm correct in saying that those two things take place at the same time of the school year, right? Yes, they do. <laughs> So how does that go? How how do you manage that and and, and juggle that in the fall?
1: Um, it's de- it was definitely a lot. I I wasn't able. I mean, volleyball hasn't had a season yet this year because you know. But last year it was, I have to say, it was great. Now that I look back at it, but I would go from to practice at volleyball at like. it would start, and then I think it would end at 5.15 or 5.30, and then I'd have color guard Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, they were seven to nine, and then Wednesdays, they were six to nine, so I would have to bring, like, to school, I'd have to bring lunches and dinners, so then, because I wasn't able to go home, and so, I mean, it was a lot, but when I look back at it, it was, it was a great experience for me to have.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. You would go through the school day, then you would have practice, then you would have, mm-hmm. like, rehearsal. Yeah. Um, wow. That, yeah, that's a ton. And bringing lunch and dinner, I can't even get myself to pack a lunch, <laughs> like, two meals. Um, so that's, that's really busy. And it's only for, you know, a short amount of time, it feels long in the time. But when you look back, it's really not that long. But that's, yeah. that's an intense schedule. What do you do kind of throughout the year to keep up with being a, a musician and also being an athlete?
1: Um, um, no, nothing really, like, big. I just – we have, like, occasional practices for Color Guard. Um, the season kind of starts um, in, in the – before the summer, if that makes sense. We have, like, auditions and stuff. So we really don't have a long break for Color Guard. And then for volleyball, it's just kind of the season's – does, if that makes sense, I just kind of go with the seasons.
0: So you kind of just play in the fall, right? That's the girls' season. Yeah. And then you kind of take a break and maybe do summer camp, and then you mm-hmm. play in the season. Okay. Yeah. All right. But but as far as being a musician, you're involved with music classes and lessons and stuff all year.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not exactly in band. I don't play an instrument. It's just um color guard that I do. So.
0: Okay. I just- I, I'm not super familiar with with color guard. I, why don't you explain to me what that is, what exactly that is?
1: So color guard, it's um, in the marching band. Have you ever seen the halftime shows?
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, um, it's like the really long flags that they have on the field that the girls and the guys are twirling. So that it's a six foot pole with a, like a nine foot um, like sheet on it. And so you just, you twirl them around and it's, it's actually pretty fun. It's very entertaining. Awesome. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so you don't play an instrument. You're just part of the, that portion of it. Okay. So do you do, um, do you have to practice? Remind me how you practice throughout the year or what, or what goes on?
1: Okay. So, um before summer we have tryouts and then during the summer we have band camps from 9 to 9 and um for the first part of it you you're practicing you're learning the 9 minute show and then for the other and then like the middle part of the season you learn drill and you learn um like how to march on the field and then at the end of the season you actually perform and you compete and perform at halftime shows and
0: Awesome. So how how do you like being out there at the halftime show? How is how does that feel?
1: It's amazing. It really is. It's, um, it's very like it's just like it's great to be on the field and then you look out and everybody's like not watching you in particular, but they're watching the band and it's just like, I don't know. It's so it's such a great feeling.
0: Yeah. So are you ever are you kind of totally focused when you're out there like making sure I'm doing all my moves correctly? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or do you have like a chance to kind of take in the moment and be like, man, this is really cool. There's like a thousand people here. Everyone's watching us. Like, how does that work? Is there? Um,
1: Well, you, you have to focus on the moves so you don't drop your flag on or hit like a band member or judge or anything. Um, But then there's certain parts in the last year's show where we had like breaks and so you were able to just like look at the audience and like see everybody watching and um that's when you were able to like take in the moment but then you had to like get back in the show and you know remember what you're doing yeah.
0: awesome so it's like fluid almost it's kind of like you, you get a moment of like wow and then it's like oh i gotta do that you know i gotta go to my next yeah seat. yeah very cool very cool um so How did you decide, you know what, I'm going to be a volleyball player, and I want to get involved with the color guard? How did you uh, make those decisions?
1: Well, my mom actually went to Wheeling High School, and she was in color guard, and um, my older sister, Alyssa, she was in drumline last year. She actually graduated last year, and so I guess when I would look at the field, watch her on the field when she was in drumline, I was like, oh, those are so cool, and my mom was like, oh, yeah, I did that, and so that's how I got into color guard um is from watching them on the field um and then for volleyball my uncle he works at prospect he's the volleyball coach there and so i used to go to his games and i got in volleyball in seventh grade at homes and then i also was on the team in eighth grade and then last year
0: all right okay so very like in the family kind of seeing what your older sister did and your mom Mm -hmm. was involved does your mom ever like get out there and show you the moves like hey you're doing it let me show you how it's done
1: yeah so times when I bring my flag home she'll be in the backyard with me and she'll like tour my flag with (laughs) me
0: that's awesome
1: yeah
0: awesome that's so fun yeah that's really cool because I was a wrestler growing up but I was kind of I was the first like real kind of athlete in my family um you know my dad liked sports you know but he wasn't like a real athlete or anything, a dedicated athlete in high school or anything. And my mom wasn't into that kind of stuff. Um, but my dad kind of knew I was just kind of a rough kid. I was just dirty all the time, I was really pushy and, and, and just one of those, like kind of just, you know, rough around the edges kids. So he knew I would be into football. He knew I would like wrestling. Um, but there was, but it was just kind of like, he knew I had to figure it out for myself that I, that was going to be my route. Um, yeah, yeah. very cool that uh you have that in common with some family members and stuff yeah
1: yeah
0: agree. awesome um so you know even though you have family that do these things and and you've watched it and and been a part of it at some point you have to decide hey I I'm gonna try it and then after you try it you have to go hey this is fun I do actually like this so why do you think you like enjoy volleyball why do you enjoy being part of the color guard um
1: it's definitely like with like the people you surrounded yourself with. So for volleyball, like the girls were great. We always, we had such great like teamwork on the team. And so I think that was a big part of the um, wanting to continue with volleyball was the team members we had. And same with Color Guard, the team for Color Guard is just amazing. And like the, the even the coaches are just so great with, um, with everyone. So I think that was a big part on why I continued.
0: Yeah, so so com, kind of the camaraderie, being a part of a team, being around other people that are like minded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know Coach K pretty well. He's a great guy, the volleyball coach here at Wheeling, and I'm sure he has great staff. Um, I really uh, respect Coach K's philosophies on coaching and stuff. So I know he he built a great, he's built a great culture and, and has strong culture with the volleyball teams. But I don't really know who runs color guard here, so. Uh, can you talk a little bit about those coaches or the coach for Color Guard?
1: Yeah. So we have Mr. Malik, who's like the, he runs the whole band. And then you have Matt Brown. He's for Drumline and Morgan is for Frontline. And then we have Coach Sarah who coaches Color Guard and they are all great people. We work together with the Drumline and with the band. So you get to know all the coaches. I'm including Mr. Malik and Matt and everyone. Um, coach Sarah, she went to Wheeling. She graduated in, 2013 I think she said but I'm not 100% sure and she did color guard and she's gone to she was in um, she did color guard over at U of I I believe it was and she's done color guard like competitive color guard um, for the past years and now she's our coach so
0: wow yeah that's fantastic yeah having someone with that kind of experience coaching you can uh, I'm sure take you to the next level
1: yes I agree
0: she's very good so I know Mr. Malik pretty well, actually. I didn't know he was in charge of Color Guard, um, but he's, a, he's another great guy. Um, he is a student. He, he strikes me just as a student of, um, of music. Like he just is, really enjoys it, really mm-hmm. believes in it and, and, and the things it teaches people. And uh, he's a great guy too. So you're, you're involved with some, some great people here at Wheeling, that's for sure. I agree. Um, so I don't I don't want to make you choose here but I'm going to I am going to ask you what what do you think is your favorite activity to be involved in at Wheeling?
1: <laughs> um I don't know because I like both a lot but color guard does run, run longer so it's like it's like you get to be with your people more so maybe color guard but I also do really enjoy volleyball.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That's that's an interesting take because a lot of times sometimes things that run longer can kind of wear on people more because it, mentally it's like, Oh, I got to keep going, but you're kind of the opposite where it's like, I enjoy this so much. I'd, I'd like to do it more, which is um, a great attitude to have. I, I think as a coach, you wish all people, all your, all your athletes or all your um, you know, people that are under you are had that attitude of like, yeah, more, more, more. Um, but it's everything can get, everything gets tough. You know, nothing's easy. If yeah. Good for a long period. Um, what is what is your biggest pet peeve um I'm going to ask you for both both of your involvements what is your biggest pet peeve we'll start with volleyball what's your biggest pet peeve in volleyball
1: I don't really know to be honest I don't really have one I don't think I just enjoy the whole sport as a whole um I really have no clue
0: nothing you never get frustrated nothing but you like oh when referees do this or this happens or like not you don't have to say like about here at wheeling necessarily or your teammates just like the sport in general you're playing and maybe something doesn't go your way or there's a rule that you don't like like I could give you 500 things about wrestling or coaching that are frustrating you know what I mean like yeah it to be necessarily like well coach k says the word well wrong or something what do you think
1: um well when you're going to get the ball and you're going to hit it and then it's like at the tip of your fingers and it just like falls on the floor that's the most frustrating thing ever or when you're going to serve and the ball like just falls and you don't end up hitting it like those are the most frustrating things ever because you think you have it and then it just like it doesn't happen just
0: like pulse. Sure. So there's some kind of like, almost like, I don't want to say technique deficiencies, but almost like a hand-eye coordination, like, oh, here it comes, like, oh my God, this, (laughs) that's so, yeah, You kind of are, make a mistake, just making, making mistakes can be, can be really frustrating. Yeah,
1: I agree. I agree.
0: And so what do you think about Color Guard? What's, what's something, maybe not a pet peeve, but maybe something that's really difficult about it or challenging for you? um a
1: lot, a lot of the tosses we do are like you know over the head and everything And so sometimes you like you can do it over and over but the flag still falls and you like don't catch it and hits the floor and it makes a loud noise especially in the field house and so that's like it's like frustrating when you do it over and over and you don't get it or sometimes the moves can be difficult and like you just cannot remember part of the show and that can be really difficult as well because you have to remember it, like a 9 minute show and you're drilling um, all your moves you have to do put your feet you know so sometimes you forget those things and it can be it can be um frustrating so,
0: yeah for sure so what do you think what has helped you or what kind of things have you done to kind of help you improve upon something like that where you're having a hard time remembering all the steps or part of the show is there anything you found like that that has helped you to kind of make those improvements
1: um yeah Uh, our coach sends out videos of like we were we we learn the show in sections and so our coach sends out videos of those sections and i figured that going in my backyard and playing the videos over and over and doing it with her that can really help you or sometimes like we have water breaks and so on our water breaks instead of like you grab a sip of water and then you go back out and you keep on trying to learn the moves that has helped very much too
0: so kind of taking a break trying to refresh your mind and then also Mm -hmm. having those videos from coach hey this is how it's supposed to look this is what you're supposed to do so being able to see it over and over again correctly helps you kind of know what you're supposed to do yeah um, yeah those are really common things i think seeing something being done correctly is one of the best ways to learn a said technique, whether it's a, a physical thing or, or, or a school academic, um, you know, music, you know, seeing how it's done and saying, Oh, okay. I, I can see what that person's doing and I can see that I'm doing it incorrectly and how do I adjust and make it better is, is definitely really good. I agree. And then mentally, you know, What I was thinking as you were telling me is like, sounds like sometimes you need a break, you know, you need a break to walk away, take five, 10 minutes so you can come back fresh, um, and ready to, to try it again without overthinking it. Maybe, yeah, that's exactly what you said. So it's like, okay, that's awesome that, that you guys are doing that and making sure that you're checking those boxes. Um, we'll move into some like kind of deeper mental questions now. All right. Um, so what, what do you define as success in, in athletics or in color guard?
1: Knowing that you did your best in the show or in, when, um, um, in a volleyball match, knowing that you did your best and that you pushed yourself and not that you just stood there and, you know, didn't do anything.
0: So how do you um, – have you ever felt like – you have a performance or game and, and it, it's over and you, you feel like, you know what, I didn't do my best tonight. You're yes. Ready. So how do you handle that? How do you move forward from there?
1: Um, as the night continues, um, we um, practice off field, um, just like things that the coach saw us mess up on. And so it's like, um, and the rest of the night you go through the moves because then in two days or in a week we have a competition or we have another show. And so you just, you run through your mind, everything that you did wrong. And then the next show you like put forth the effort because you don't want to feel like how you did that last show or that last, whatever, you
0: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of just try to mentally take those steps that you're going to improve. And do you ever get down on yourself? Do you ever feel negatively about yourself after maybe one of those not great performances?
1: yeah I mean, there's been performances or competitions where you drop your flag and then at the end of the show you just start not crying but you know you get teary-eyed because you're like oh I know I could have caught that or I know I could have um done this better and I didn't do it and so you yeah I have
0: well how do you bounce back from that how do you bounce back from that from the negativity
1: um well I, I always think like oh I have another chance at the next show or at the next competition, I have the next chance to do this. And we'll have like a rehearsal or two before the next show or competition. So um, you practice it over and over. And I just think like, I know I could do better, so I'll do better next time.
0: So it kind of sounds like you're easily able to kind of, not easily able, but you're able to kind of shrug it off and say, hey, and and the next one, the next one, the next one. Yeah. And and that's, again, great attitude to have um, because as a wrestling coach in wrestling, sometimes it can be really debilitating to have a bad performance and you get in your head that maybe you're not as good. You lose confidence um, and you start worrying about wins and losses and if I'm going to win or if I'm going to do this. And when you start thinking that way, a lot of times you end up losing a lot because you're, you're so concerned that you're not performing your best. Um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely good to just, hey, I got two rehearsals. I'm going to do my best in those and I'm going to have a better performance next time.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, what do you, what would you define success in life right now?
1: What do you mean by that?
0: So like what, let's maybe look forward five or 10 years from now, or, or even right now, what is to you being successful in life?
1: Um, well, I think right now, just like getting to senior year and graduating, would be like my biggest, like not my biggest, but like one of my biggest successes in life because of you know the pandemic and everything. So my grades are, would be my biggest success in getting into college. And I think those would be like something I'm looking forward to hopefully succeeding at.
0: All right. So being a good student is very important to you. Yes. And, and getting a, a college degree is very important to you. Yes awesome. So, let's say you do that. Graduate high school, which it sounds like is you you're, you're going to be able to fairly easily and you have a high bar, high standard of what that looks like for you, but I have no doubt just from talking for, with you for like 20 minutes that you will graduate high school. Thank um, you. What 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 is a success what does success look like as a, as an adult, do you think? Now, right now, how old are you right now? I'm 16. So sixteen. Let's say you're 26. What do you think life is going to look like for you then, or what would what would a good life be?
1: Um, I don't really know. Um, hopefully, like I have an actual job, like um, um, being a teacher, or I've, I don't really know what I want to be yet. But you know, hopefully, I have an actual job and I'm able to um, be with other um, adults and students, or maybe um, I'll be married. I don't know yet. I'm not sure really it's it's hard to like say what success looks like in the future cuz i don't really know what i want to do yet or anything
0: yeah and that's totally okay you know at 16 thinking about 10 years from now you'll be 26 but 10 years ago you're only 6 years old right you, you know <laughs> yeah. so 10 years is so big to you that you you don't know and it's still pretty big to me too but um i don't know i just it's interesting to hear kids what they say you know it sounds like being a professional, helping people, and, and family are are things that are very important to you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and that's important to know. You know, like my wife, you know, just to be a little person, wasn't really, like her trajectory at 16 was I'm going to be, um, she's a musical theater actress. I'm going to be a Broadway star, right? That's what she wanted to do. So she really wasn't like, she didn't really want to have a family. hmm um, at that time, and as she made her way through college, because her, to to be an actor, an actress, a professional actor, have a family life is is pretty difficult. Um, it's yeah. just not built into the lifestyle. So knowing what's important to you is, is, I think, maybe the first step into knowing. And, you know, teaching, it sounds like helping others, being in the service of others is important to you. So just knowing those things, you don't have to be a teacher. There's tons of other things you could do, but um sounds like you have an idea of what you like and what you don't like yeah very cool okay Thank you. Um, so before let's say it's five minutes before you know there's two minutes left in the half at the fir- at a football game you're about to step out on the field what's going through your head what are you thinking about
1: um I don't know we're usually warming up at that time so you're like going through everything you know wanting everything to be correct and um the coach is like come on guys like you got this and um all together as a team we are mentally preparing ourselves for the cold because it's very cold at football games um (laughs) especially like the end of the seasons and so you're mentally preparing yourself for everything that that you've worked for during the summer
0: for sure. For sure. So so two minutes before you're maybe still doing a warm-up, you're moving around. Now let's let's jump forward. It's ten seconds now. You're just about to walk out on the field. What are you thinking about, Ashley?
1: Um, I don't know of uh, everything, like the moves that you're gonna have to take in ten seconds to walk out on the field. Cause you know, we have like this certain like march you have to do. Um onto the field and so you're in your lineup and you have all four flags in your hand and then you have to run out on the field and put all your flags down so you're thinking about that where your flags are going to be and you're running through the moves in your head and
0: yeah so you're you're focused on sounds like you're focused on the process you're going through first i'm going to do this then i'm going to do this Then i'm going to do this Uh and you're totally just kind of ingrained in that in that process which is again a good thing that, that we want people to be thinking you know um you know, the things that are not good are when kids start to think like, I hope I don't screw this up. I hope I don't do this. But, you know, you start going to negative town. Do you yeah. ever have those thoughts? Has that ever happened?
1: Oh yeah. Especially when you're like, yeah. When you're like in that first pose getting ready for the band to start, you're like, what happens if like, I forget all of a sudden, and, and you're like, if I forget, what do I do? And then you run off the field. Like what moves do I have to do to continue? Like it's Yeah. I do things like
0: that. I think everyone does. I think everyone does. It's a natural human instinct. Um, So when you're in those moments, have you ever been like, I hope I don't do this wrong. I hope I don't do this wrong. And then guess what? That's the part you mess up. Does that ever happen?
1: Yeah, because you think about it too much. And then you miss it because you're so focused on that one part. So yeah.
0: So what do you think? What have you done? Or what do you think you could do in the future to make sure that you can kind of overcome that? that maybe mental block of being concerned about a certain part?
1: Um, Instead of just thinking about that one part, um, I would think about um, what comes before it and what comes after it. So then when you're in the middle of doing that move, you're like, oh, now it's this part that like, that I always mess up on and that I'm so focused on. So you think about what comes before and after it.
0: Yeah, that's, That's a good, good process. If it works for you, you know, we always say, think about the process, think about the process. Don't think about the outcome or, or anything negative, really try to always be positive. So the more relaxed you are, when you come to the most difficult parts, typically the best, the better you perform. So that's, that's a, a great way to, if it works for you to, to get, to get through that. Um, has it ever happened in volleyball? Like you said, you miss the ball sometimes, right? That's the most frustrating thing.
1: Yeah.
0: You miss the ball. Are you thinking, I hope I don't miss this? Or or what's going through your, or is it something different?
1: Um, well, in volleyball, I, I, um, I'm focused, but I'm thinking about the game and I'm thinking about what I have to do after. And so when you're in the middle of getting the ball, like you have the intentions of, oh, I'm going to go get the ball. And then you miss it and you're like, well, okay, just kidding. I'm not going to get the ball. Um, so yeah, the, that's what's running through my mind.
0: So, so you might not have as many negative thoughts or not negative, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's not the same. Like, I hope I don't miss this. You're just kind of like you're after it and it is just a physical blooper, not a mental blooper. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That's interesting. Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think you might have those thoughts about um, uh, color guard and not as much about volleyball?
1: I think because in color guard you have certain moves, like you learn the nine-minute routine. Where in volleyball, you never know where the ball is going to go. It's either going to go, it's going to go left side or right side or middle back or you know. So mm-hmm. you have to be prepared for the ball. Where in color guard, you've been preparing for nine months.
0: Mm-hmm. Nine
1: months you've been preparing for a bunch of months and over the summer and everything for these shows.
0: Yeah. So definitely that knowledge of like, I know this is coming. I have to do this right now or tonight in in a few minutes, I have to hit this move. Whereas in like volleyball, it's like, theoretically I might never even touch the ball in a game.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Um. so, what do you think are your your strengths? What what are your strengths in in either activity?
1: Um, I'm not sure. Um, maybe being like helping others um, for color guard. I was captain this year, so I had to help others with the routine, and same with volleyball. Um, you remind others like to be a good team players. So, I think that's one of my strengths is being like a positive person in the team. Um, yeah, I don't really know what
0: else. Is there any kind of skills in, in the color guard that like, hey, this is, you know, if, if we need someone to do this specific skill, Ashley's the person we want to put in that spot.
1: I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not I'm very up. like.
0: Keep going. Go ahead.
1: Oh, um, I'm not really sure though, because I'm not like very, um, very skilled with color guard. Like I know how to do moves and I know how to do tosses, but I'm there's other people who are much better than me in color guard, so I wouldn't be like the go-to person for that. But
0: so from what I'm gathering is your strengths might be um, leadership, helping others who don't know as much as you, uh, effort. Okay, you're you're putting everything you have there. You're you're always giving your best. Um, and, and being a strong member of the team and building everybody else up, you know, and those are things that are hard to, to, to think about. Um, sometimes, you know, when we talk about strengths and weaknesses, I actually had this conversation. I asked my wife the other, I'm like, what are my strengths? Because things have been so weird lately that it's like, am I even good at anything anymore? Um, you know, and she made me feel better, of course. And, um, and then we had to talk about my weaknesses too. Um, but it's interesting. I asked you that and I'm like, man, I felt the same way that this girl felt like I'm like, I don't don't feel like I'm good at anything right now. Um, but certainly it sounds like you, you are, You're, you're good at helping. You're good at leading. You're, you're giving your all. Um, you're showing, you're leading by example. Um, and, and like I said, I had to talk about my weaknesses. So what do you think are some of your weaknesses or areas you'd like to improve on?
1: Um, well, definitely, um, like, the, like, after a game, like, I know I said, like, you know, I think back, but sometimes when you lose a game, and you, like, lose it, like, by a lot, um, you know, you're, like, really bummed out by yourself, so I wish, like, mm, for, like, my mental self, um, I wish I could, like, fix that a little bit more, um, for Call Guard, a weakness would be, um, <laughs> I don't like, I can't think about it. Like I can't think right now. Um, it would also have to be the mental, um, thoughts after a game.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I think that's, that's typically pretty common for, from a performance or, or, or athletic standpoint. And, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time studying great wrestlers cause that's what I'm really into. And, um, as I reflect back confidence was, was something that was super difficult for me um, from a standpoint of, I started late in wrestling and um, you know, a lot of kids started in first, second grade. I didn't start till seventh grade. Um, and so I felt like through high school, I'm playing catch up. I'm playing catch up. And I kind of put a limit on myself. Like I could beat these guys at certain times, right? I can beat these guys, but I can't beat these guys. And then i would be like, okay, I can beat these guys, but I can't beat these guys. So there was, a level of going into matches all the time where I feel like I can win, but there were some times where it was like, I don't think I can win. And like, how could I overcome that? And it was, it's, it's something I don't know if I ever did overcome. Um, and it, it's one of the most interesting things because as I stu- study the grades, they never have, they, they, at some point they eliminate that bar and they say, I'm the best. I am the best. It doesn't matter. I can beat anybody. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of like the, the feeling or belief that everyone is chasing in their, in their performance career. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I wish I had the answer, but I don't, but, <laughs> but I, I think everyone has to find it in their own way. So I encourage you to keep working on it and thinking about it. Um, cause it's, it's, it's not easy. Um, I was listening to this thing this morning about the best wrestler, best American wrestler ever. And he wrestled this guy who came out of retirement to wrestle him and almost lost to him a couple of times. And he was like, I just cannot believe the guy's confidence. How could he come out of retirement? I'm the best ever. And he almost beat me. And this guy had like supreme confidence. And I'm like, how did he do that? I'm on the same page. How did he do that? How does, how does someone get like that? So confidence is tricky.
1: I agree. I very much agree.
0: Yeah. In a lot of, in a lot of ways for sure. Um, so Ashley, what are some adversities that you've had? Maybe not even necessarily as a as an athlete or or part of the color guard, but maybe just in life in general.
1: Um, um, I don't really know because I I didn't, I've had like small adversities, but there's nothing really like that's like very much big that's very much impacted my life. If that makes sense. Um yeah so i'm not sure like, there's like definitely small ones that have happened that have impacted me but there's there's nothing like very big that have affected me like badly
0: sure. so yeah that makes sense no what is i'm the same way you know when people are like well what adversities have you overcome?" on i'm like ah, i lost a wrestling man you know what i mean like i'm like that, that's what hits me the hardest when i think about stuff and um certainly there were hard you know harder things within my family and stuff Mm -hmm. but i've been very fortunate i've never had like a friend pass away i've never had a a family member pass away kind of tragically you know my grandfather died like 15 years ago in his 80s you know what i mean like it's sad it was horrible but it's like you know it wasn't tragic in the sense of a normal you know he was he was just an older man that's what happens and um so don't feel like oh my gosh i don't have it because i'm the same way yeah what maybe what are some of those smaller things or something you that, that you think has helped that you were able to overcome and maybe has helped you improve your your personality or your life or your ability to perform and be a student and all those things?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I know we were talking about like like a family too. So my grammy actually passed away in April, and so that was very hard because we were close to her when we were very young. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, And it happened during COVID too. So like we couldn't really, we couldn't go out to see her because they lived in Nevada. So that was very hard. Um, And like I said, I didn't know we were talking about like family too. So um, that was very hard for sure. Um, Another one was just like,
0: I don't know. I can't really. If you don't feel comfortable sharing, we can kind of move past it. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. No problem. We'll move on. We'll move on. So. This one's kind of more maybe um, connected to like t- to volleyball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what do you think is important about winning?
1: That, you know, in the end that it was a team effort and that you put like you put your all into that game and that not just that you sat back and watched everybody do it and that you had the opportunities to to um, to hit the ball. Sorry, I, I could think to hit the ball and that it was a team effort and it doesn't wasn't just like a one man job. It was everybody who put in their effort.
0: Yeah. For sure. So, so definitely being a part of the team, making sure you did your part, mm-hmm. being happy that everyone else participated in, in competed. You, what, you know, what does coach K say about winning and losing? Does he even talk about
1: it? Oh yeah. He, um, he says that, winning isn't like, this is like, um, not his exact words, but, um, from what he talks to us about, like winning, isn't the most important thing. It's the team bonding and losing, losing is tough, but it's not like, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So as a, as a, as a coach, and and I, again, I've I've read and, and, and tried to look into researching kind of that process and, and a lot of really good coaches will say, we didn't talk about winning. We just talked about doing our best. And I feel like sometimes that gets taken the wrong way because the goal should be to win. Right. (laughs) Um, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, um, Hey, we're just going to go out there and do our best, but then you don't win a game or something, or you go, you know, my wrestling team was like three and we, we did not have a good season last year. And, um, you know, it's not the most important thing. It's certainly not the most important thing. Even though we went three and 18, I had a good season because I felt like I built good relationships with kids. Some kids really bought in. Some kids are really excited about wrestling. I feel like that's the best thing I could do as a coach. Right. But there has to be some sort of focus there. There has to be some sort of like, it's not just about if, if you're never winning, that means you're not performing the skills. You know, and yeah. I think it's just important as a coach to kind of have have that there with with your players like it's not the most important but hey we we're still trying to win you know Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, what do you think is important about losing
1: that that you learned at the end what you did wrong like that you're not gonna be like that you're not gonna go cry on the sidelines or anything and it's very stressful when you don't win because you know you have pressure on you that you could have done better. But that you could like congratulate the other team and that you I don't know how to put it. I have it in my mind, but I don't know how to say it out loud. That you congratulate the other team and that you are
0: you're not rude about it.
1: Does that make sense? I don't
0: know. Yes. Yeah. No, no no that makes perfect like it's important to learn how to learn how to lose, right? You, you, yeah. you should be able to things aren't always going to go your way. They're just not. You're not gonna get every job that you interview for. You're not going to, to uh, you know, get an A plus on every test. You're not, going to, you're not going to be perfect. You're gonna make mistakes and you have to learn how to take a loss, whether it be in a game or in, or in life or something, and say, okay, I didn't get what I want. I gotta move forward. I gotta make changes. I gotta do better. And I think athletics and, and, and participating in, in activities Helps you learn how to do that better than almost anything, um, because you don't want to go and have a job interview for your dream job and they pa- you get passed up on it and now you're crushed and you can't. What's the point of moving forward? Well there's a yeah. ton of points of moving forward, right? There's there's a lot of great things out in the world that you could be doing. So we want to make sure that we we know that it's not the end of the world when something doesn't go our way, even if it does feel like it's the end of the world. Yes. So I, I think you make a. Good point. I don't know if I I hit the same point you were going for, but um, I I think that's, that's what I was getting out out of your answer. You also kind of mentioned learning, you know, learning something. But the other thing you said was like, there's a lot of pressure. Like there's a pressure. So where does that, what pressure are you talking about and where does it come from?
1: Um, it comes from yourself, I think, because you you had the mentality going into the game that you were going to win, like you wanted to win, you know? And so in the end, when you don't win, you're like, I, you feel like, or at least for me, I feel like you put the whole team down because let's say you had like that last winning point and you didn't make it, but the other team got it. And so it's the pressure on yourself that I think raises when you lose, hoping that the next game you push through and
0: win. So you feel like the pressure, it's not coming from coach K it's not coming from another coach. It's not coming from your family. It's not coming from your teammates. It's coming from you.
1: Yeah, I think so. Because like your coaches, they, obviously they're there to coach you and they want you to succeed and win. Um, but I think in the end, when you lose, you know, they're not, they're not devastated, but they're like upset, you know? Um, but everybody puts their own pressure on themselves because they feel like they could have done better. So I, yeah. yeah.
0: I think you should have the heaviest pressure should be from yourself, but at the same point, you don't want to feel too much pressure. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a happy medium there. If you don't feel pressure at all, that's a problem too. Um, you want to have some, you don't want to feel like you got the weight of the world on your shoulders because it's going to be hard to compete if, if you, if you feel like if I mess up, it's going to be the end of the world. So um, definitely a good mindset to have that the pressure should, it should come internally. It should come from yourself. Um, Do you think you always learn every time you lose that you learn something?
1: In a way, but in the moment when you lose, I think you're just focused on what you could have done better. But in the end of like the day and you know, when you're sitting down or something and you think about it, you're like, yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm going to ask you another question. This isn't, I don't want to make you worry about this, but this is something that I think all coaches should be asking their athletes or Mm their all, um, anyone who's in charge of an activity should be asking the people in that activity is what do you think your coaches could be doing better?
1: Um, I don't know because in volleyball we don't do we don't do much I mean we do do team bonding, but I mean like I don't know how to explain it. It's like in color guard we do a lot of team bonding where you're with them all the time, and in volleyball, I feel like it's you you're strictly focused on volleyball
0: sure,
1: I feel like you know the team bonding could definitely improve anywhere you go any coach you have, but yeah, I think that's a big one.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I think all coaches should ask that. And I asked my team that, Hey, like, what do we need to do? Like, and they're like, we should have more time for, for that kind of stuff. Right. wrestling, mm-hmm. Because as a coach, you're like, I got this much time, this many days, skill, 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 practice, practice, practice. Right. So Last year, that first day of practice, I'm like, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll do a, we'll get them. We have to set up the mats every year. And that kind of almost takes up the whole first day. So I'm like, we'll set up the mats and we'll have a pizza party. So we had a, on the first day of wrestling practice, we had a, we had a pizza party, which is like unheard of, like, you know, wrestling, you got to make weight, you got to do this, you got to do that. So it was, it was really fun, but I always am looking for different ways to kind of do that stuff. And I think it's, I agree with you. It's really hard to do that that stuff. And I, what I've noticed from things that are like activities and not necessarily sports is -hmm. there is more time for that you know a rehearsal for color guard is like three or four hours there's some downtime where you're chilling for 15 20 minutes at an athletic practice it's go 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 right there's not yeah. As much that
1: yeah i agree with you i agree
0: yeah so definitely um it, it, athletics i think it's it's hard but coaches it's something that kids say all the time i, I wish they yeah. did more fun stuff that wasn't just super hard all the time
1: yes i agree i agree
0: For sure. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to get into some like bigger picture questions now that are kind of, you know, I know I've asked you a lot about life already and (laughs) and those things. And um, we're going to get more into that kind of stuff. Um, So what do you think is different about being a Wheeling High School student athlete compared to maybe some other schools?
1: Um, I mean, school is different when it comes to athletics, and I think for us, I don't really know because I haven't really seen any other athletics play except for volleyball, so I don't really know.
0: So, do you think Wheeling has a a, a certain reputation when you play volleyball, or or schools? How how does it feel when you have to play other schools? How did how did you think they interpret you guys?
1: Um. I think, like, all teams have the same mentality of, like, you know, they want to win. They want to, you know, in the end be be a part of something big. But um, I'm not sure because every school sees a different school different. So, like, for us, or for me at least, I see, like, one of the bigger schools in our district, like, as, like, not scary, but, like, I hope we can we can beat them. Um you know, do you get what I'm saying
0: or no? Yeah, I think I hear what you're saying. You know, there's there's certain schools where you it's like, oh, we got to play this team. <laughs> you know, yeah. boy, could be rough. <laughs> this may not go our way. You know, yeah. And, and, um, you, you kind of hope that you're one of those to to most other people, right? You, they, yeah. You're in school where you guys roll in and people are, oh, those girls look good, man. They look like they're <laughs> doing. Um, so definitely. Um, what, let's, uh, I'll rephrase the question about, what do you think are some great things that we do here at Wheeling High School um, for our students?
1: Um, you're really, um, a lot of like the adults at Wheeling are very involved with the kids, if that makes sense. So like, they're always asking us how we are, or um, they're always like, if they could see we're having a rough day, they'll take it into consideration. And they will um, help us through it or they'll give us a little bit of a break. So um, being with the coaches and the adults at Wheeling being very involved in the kids' life, a lot of them, especially coaches, I feel like.
0: Awesome. Well, that's good to hear because I'm a coach. So <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, I think I think there is a strong effort here with teachers and, and different staff to get to know the student body and, and um, you know, kind of have like a whole person approach to, to mm-hmm. this isn't always just a hundred percent about being good students about taking care of people and making sure everyone's okay and, and ready to learn what are you what are some things you think might could be better about wheeling high school
1: um sometimes the communication with the students um about like going back in person or like that's just like an example but like sometimes communication can lack where the teachers don't know anything but we do or the teachers what well, teachers should know more than us but like you know what i'm saying like um we know more than the teachers or um so sometimes the communication can be off but i think that's for like any school really where the communication
0: you think that's just covid related or is that just like all the time it's it's kind of seems like things are haphazard a little bit with the communication
1: um it depends to be honest like it really depends on what the situation is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I think communication is one of those things that is one of the most difficult, you know, people say it all the time, but it is certainly one of the most difficult things. I know I try to be very clear with a lot of stuff and, um, and sometimes I'm not, and people ask me questions. I'm like, I, I explain, I you know, in my head, I, mm-hmm. I know the answer and I thought it was part of my presentation. And then I realized it wasn't clear because a bunch of people Confused, so definitely communication at 33 years old, where I thought it was a strength, <clears> mind, is like I'm like, man, I got a lot of work to do and I'm being better about that. So it's something I think every person is always working. On. I don't think it's anything anyone ever masters. Um, um, what do you? What advice would you give to people that are younger than you? What you're a you're a sophomore or a junior? I'm a sophomore. A sophomore. So what advice might you have for someone that's like in eighth grade this year coming and it's going to be Wheeling High School student next year?
1: Um, can't, like about anything or about anything. sports? Anything. Um, not to worry about friends because you're definitely going to have the opportunity to make more friends. And I know for freshmen this year it was kind of harder because online you don't know anyone um, except for like your friends from your schools. But um, to not worry about friends because you're going to make more friends and to try and get involved as as many activities as you can see what you like um luckily i was fortunate with color garden volleyball but sometimes you know kids are like oh i'm not in anything i just go home and then you could see like the struggle because your friends are staying after school but then you're not so i think get involved in as many activities as you can
0: okay So that's that's i think that's great advice you know we and definitely as a staff, we try to push that too. Like we want kids involved. We want kids doing stuff after school. Uh, would you give, let's, let's, if you could go back in time and, and give yourself some advice when you were an eighth grader, would it be the same advice? Or do you think you'd tell yourself something a little different?
1: Um, I think it would be the same advice because second semester last year, I wasn't in anything, but my friends were in cheer. They were in something else. So I think that would be the advice I'd give myself as well.
0: Okay, awesome. And we talked a little bit about like I asked you earlier, like what what does success mean to you? Right. What do you think success would mean means to your coaches and your and your parents?
1: Um, That they knew um, that they like they knew at the end of the game that they coached you as best as they could and that when you win, I think that the coaches obviously feel like a little bit of success in them because they're like, Oh, like I led them to winning. So I think that would definitely be one when you win a game and your coaches, I think, feel very excited that you did.
0: And what do you think for your, your, your parents? Like, what do you think success is to them for you? Like, you, you know, you, do you think your, your, your mom would have the same, idea of success for you as, as you did from the beginning of the conversation?
1: I think so. Cause I think she feels very like excited when I'm, when I feel, does that make sense? When I feel excited, I think she is very happy because she knows that I did, I did what I did and that I helped the team with winning. So I think so.
0: I think so too. I think, you know, from what you said at the beginning was, I was talking more like big picture was, you hope that you have a job I'm mm-hmm. sure your mom hopes you have a job you hope you have a college degree I'm sure your mom hopes you have a college degree um you know you'd like to have a family one day I'm sure your mom th- those are all things that most people hope for their kids um and hope for most other people so um you know I, I think that your mom would say yeah that's that would if if, the, if Ashley had those things that I, w- I couldn't be prouder of her um, mm-hmm. um So, you know, that's what I think. Um, And just having talked with you over the last hour, it seems like, um, you know, you're really level-headed, you have some really good things going on for you, Um, you've got a good idea of mentally where you stand, emotionally where you stand, um, and uh, you're doing some great things. And it's cool to talk with students like you, because I don't get to talk to, especially this year, a ton of kids. So... This has been a blast for me, Ashley. You did great. Uh, do you have any other questions for me? Any other things you want to talk about?
1: No, thank you so much for inviting me on here.
0: Absolutely, Ashley. This was, this was awesome. Uh, you did a great job. Um, I hope uh, Hopefully, I'll see you around at the end of this school year or maybe even next school year.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I agree.
0: All right. Take care. Have a great rest of your day.
1: You too.